It's the matchup presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. The PGA Tour rolls on. I like this kind of year, this time of year. It's uh, it's fun. I love the Travelers Championship. Uh, what happened to Bubba Watson? My goodness, down the stretch, plus six in the last five holes. Opens the door, in walks in Harris English, back to playing great golf, gets his fourth win on the year. Always a great tournament out there. But I got to tell you, I like this tournament as well, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and I really like it now that it's moved uh, to the Detroit Golf Club. I think they're doing a great job with this tournament. The difference this week, though, folks, we're going to be seeing a ton of birdies, and we're going to be seeing some eagles. So we've got to bring in the big hitters to help us with this. He's back, popular man. You see him there, Brandon Guptill. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. Uh, it's definitely been a... Um Deja vu last two weeks for me personally in that in that realm with Bryson and Bubba both collapsing on back nine Sunday. But um onward we move and and definitely a different mindset than the last two weeks. I mean, obviously two weeks ago, US opens a super grind, um, low, low or high scoring, I guess you would say. And then and last week, you know, that's about what we thought. 13, 14 under can get it mm-hmm. here. You're almost looking at if if you're not touching four or five under a day, um, you're not getting inside that top 10. So it's going to different mentality of of how you attack the course this week. Like a little more PGA Tour champions mentality. Like you got to go four or five under every single day. If you shoot even, you're going to get lapped. Yeah, you look at this course. uh, I think you you bring up a good uh, point here. U.S. Open, it's about grinding out those pars. Par is a good score. Hang in there. Avoid the double bogeys. We know that one, two, three under is going to win it. Last week, you know, TPC uh, River Highlands, it's a, it's a sneaky, difficult golf course. 13 under wins it. 12, 13 under wins it seems like every single year. Uh, those holes down the stretch, although they're not very long, seems like they're hitting wedges into them. They play difficult. So you have to, you got to make your good pars there. Few more birdies available. And now we come here and it's like, you got to take the floodgates off here. You got to, you got to go for it if you plan on winning this tournament, because we're going to be into the twenties, well into the twenties to win this tournament here. Defending champion Bryson DeChambeau, uh, he is in the field. When you watch this tournament this week, guys are going to be hitting more fairways than on average. Uh, When you look and compare to other PGA Tour venues, they're going to be hitting more greens. Uh, Their scrambling shot seems to be a little bit easier around this course. You're going to be seeing them sending it off the tee, long drives off the tee here, well over 300 yards. Although it is a bit wet in Detroit, they've got some rain coming in. So I think the golf course could play a little bit longer. We'll get into that. Uh, But all in all, if you had to define easy on the PGA Tour, I think this would be it. So what kind of golfer Brandon are you looking at here you kind of going more bomber mentality like Bryson kind of overpowered this course in 2020 are you going to go more approach say like Nate Lashley who got in on a Monday qualifier and blitzed the field winning by six back in 2019 which way are you going to lean you know, and you look at it's hard when you it's you get only one history. Now you get two histories, and the course kind of played um, what seemed like differently when you break down all the statistics of both those years. So you're kind of like, all right, it's kind of like a, a prize fight, right? Now we got round three. Which way hmm. do we think it really leans out? Now we, and we got the weather complex into it. I really think last year is probably more likely what we'll see. A lot more guys felt 
you know, I can really hit it up there. And, and this, this bluegrass is not that hard to hit out of, even if I'm, but if I up 30 more yards or 20 more yards, it's better than just sitting back in the fairway. Um, you know, and, and seeing Wolf and Bryson win it, I mean, first and second, that mentality kind of speaks to that. And even Doc, you know, two years ago, I, I was on him at this tournament. Um, yeah, I liked watching him in college a lot, but he's kind of that, you know, scores mentality. When he gets hot, uh, like a Cam Davis type, he can get birdies going and going and going. Now there's volatility with those kind of games as well. So I really, I'm going to be looking, I mean, I'm going strong off the tee type of deal. Um, yeah, I'm not looking much around scrape. If you're scrambling around here, I don't think you're really in the ball game because you no. got you to score. So it's really going to be about, you know, par five scoring. There's a, there's a lot of Eagles at this course. Uh, so that's something I'm going to bring into. And then, yeah, I think you got to be strong off the tee here uh, to compete. Yeah, I agree. You know, you look at the, the layout here, back to par 72. It's going to be well into 7,000, probably looking at 7,400 yards. And it could play a little bit longer this year um, with the amount of rain that you've seen. I know you're getting in Oklahoma. It's, it's stretching all the way over to um, to Detroit. It's going to dry out a little bit Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but it's looking like fairly soft conditions, uh, certainly early in the tournament. Guys are going to get some birdies certainly early when they get off there in the front nine if they're teeing off. One is gettable, three is gettable, four is gettable, five is gettable. You'll see guys two, three under through the first five holes. Um, and then, you know, some tough holes, obviously, in the middle there. Tough stretch in 16 and 18. Those are two difficult par fours. But the par fives, to your point, um, you're going to see a ton of birdies. And you're going to see a lot of eagles here, more so than perhaps any other PGA Tour event. There's two in the last five holes. Fifth or number 14 uh, is the third easiest hole, 40% birdie rate, 2.1% eagle rate, and then 17 par five, 47% birdie rate, 3% eagle rate. So you're going to see some fireworks on 14 and 17, 15 short par three to birdie hole. And as I mentioned, 16 and 18 can be tough. So let's get into it. Let's find ourselves someone that can get out there off the tee, someone that is not afraid to go low. And that is a mentality. It's a good point. You know, with players, some guys like to grind. They're really good at grinding over four days, saving par. And then the other mentality, it's like, let's put the foot down and let's go and let's score. And that's what you're going to need here this week, starting with DraftKings here, the top ranked players this week 2021 rocket mortgage the way we do it we're going to go through at each level here we'll try to touch on every player a little bit give some our thoughts and then we'll pick our favorite in each category at the end we'll go down the entire list in the 7000s and then we'll actually give you a couple names that we really like each in the 6000s and usually we play multiple lineups of course as we go through this but you'll get a good feel of who we're looking at Bryson DeChambeau defending champion kicks it off 11,400 there's Patrick Reed 10,900 Webb Simpson where's he at with his game is he 100% 10,600 Hideki Matsuyama 10,400 and uh, Will Zalatoris first time here comes in at 10,000 well rested is there a name in there that you're like you got to go with this guy here or do we just fade all of them and get down into the nine thousand? but my goodness does this golf course absolutely scream bryson dechambeau or what yeah it does i, th I think it's going to be a, a game strategy is if you're if you're on him you, you better make sure you got a lot and be because i think he'll be should be very high owned this week yeah. um should be talked up i do i mean you watch as much golf or more than probably anybody i 
I do as as well as he's done even in the last few weeks, even the collapse and all that. Like his short game doesn't seem as crisp as when he was peaking. Now it can come back any week. So I'm like, if I'm trying to nitpick the highest price guy and figure out if that's off a little bit, you know, could he struggle here? Um, I don't put a lot of narrative into what our guy that, you know, this is a lot of these guys last probably tournament before the open. I'm sure they'll take a week off and then we got the British open in two weeks. So travel and all that, does that factor in mentality? I don't, this isn't a prep course at all for the open. So if they're here, I assume they're here to play. Um, I'm just going to go. I mean, I'll probably go back to my guy. I've been playing a ton. He hasn't looked as crisp, but I I like Willie Z, um, especially Mm -hmm. being the cheapest price here. I love his ball striking. He's a guy that I worry a little bit about. Um, Does he have that Golo mentality or is he more of the grind it out type deal? Loves difficult courses. You know, did well at the Masters, um, has done well at the U.S. Open, two, you know, the time before last. This year, he obviously missed the cut, but um, a little worried about that. But the price savings, I definitely like Willie Z. I, I can't talk anybody off price. And I think that comes down yeah. to do you want to be overweight on him or not? But um, I, my two that I'm kind of leaning in this area is Willie Z and then Matsu. I, I think Matsu may go overlooked a little bit here. And he's got two top 21 finishes here. Um, probably seems like he seems to be his game coming back in the form as we head towards uh, the Open after his big break from from going back to Japan after the Masters. So I kind of like both those guys. Yeah, Bryson, you know, when he won here in 2020, he was dominant off the tee, plus 6.7. He actually lost in approach, which you don't see very often, negative 0.5. His around the green, positive 1.1, putting career, you know, big week, plus 7.8. Lashley in 19 uh, was positive 0.7 off the tee. So he didn't obviously overpower it, but approach plus 5.6, Similar around the green, plus 1.8, and then big, plus 9.3 in putting. So we know you have to putt here. We, you've got to get hot and make a lot of putts. Um, Bryson, I think when you look at his game, I've been saying it now for multiple weeks. It, it's really just more in the touch, you know, in the approach, controlling the distance, short, mid-irons, around the green. That's what's struggling right now. But you say that, and you go back, and he's like, well, even in approaching around the green when he won here, he wasn't impressive at all. He was just so overpowering off the tee, and he had a great putting week. So the two things that seem to still be tracking nicely right now for Bryson is off the tee and the putter. If he has an approach game at all, he wins by seven here. You know, I mean, that's just the reality. If he just all of a sudden gets that touch, and he's hitting the driver as good as he is, and the putter is reasonably well plus three or four he, he's going to i think win this thing going away i can't talk myself off of him i just i just look at it, this golf course and now it's wet it's gonna play longer it's just like my goodness bryson with the driver let's have any kind of sign of hope with the approach game and he's going to be really good here um you know webb i caught up with his caddy he's just he's just not 100 percent. it's tough right now with webb you know i was trying to talk myself into him. I just, it just feels, I don't want to say like a wasted year, but it's just, you know, kind of Webb's just having a hard time right now, getting a hundred percent and being the old Webb Simpson. I, I tend to agree with you with a decky um, outside of Bryson. He's probably my number two guy, top 21 last year. And I think when you look at, um, when you look at Hideki, you know, you, you know, you're going to get it with, the ball striking in the approach game, it's kind of weird saying that, yeah, his putting, he can make a lot of putts and, and go low, but we see Hideki be streaky and can certainly not afraid to put six, seven birdies together and go low. So yeah, I just, man, I just can't get off of Bryson. I hate to say it. 
And I know I've got, I'm giving up a lot, but I'm going to give you Bryson, my man. It's just, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I think, you know, when you look at the win equity in the betting market, typically when you see a guy like that, because one thing I think DK didn't do any favors to the strategy side of, of DraftKings this week is typically when you see a DJ back in the day at seven to one and the next best at 14 to one or 15 to one, like we have with Patrick Reed, the pricing for him would almost be like 12,000, 12, one, where it really forces you to make that decision with him being 11, four, he's only $500 over Reed, which doesn't match when you look at their splits on the uh, win equity side it really makes it tough to, to get off him. And I, and I do think he's just going to be, you know, 30 plus percent, 35 percent. And that's in the big stuff. A single, single entry, he may be higher. Um, yeah, you know, the, the worry, I mean, it's not worry. If you go on him, you don't want to be like average to the field or anything. You got to load up and just go all in. And I don't hate it this week at all. Um, do you, do any of these guys when they, let's say you're a guy like Bryson and just coming from your background, let's say he's just starts off, man and he's kind of you know barely makes a cut on the number on the weekend is it with the major two weeks away does any of that creep in their mind or they just stay on focus that whole week um that was my only worry if if if, if a guy struggles off the bat and he goes all right forget it let's start i've heard jt mention it hey we knew we were out so we started working on the shots for augusta uh for round four that day i mean is that a legit thing or is that not happen more than often i mean i think it's a legit concern yeah yeah i do i mean i don't think you put it past them um DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in Site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. Bet $1. And if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions in baseball, hockey, golf, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. So you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And use promo code Travis when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. And if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code Travis for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wager paid out insight credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Bryson feels like he's a little more straightforward with his game plan, though, right? It's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna blast my driver out there and I'm going to find it. And then, you know, what's my distance from there? And we'll figure it out, right? Correct. So... Bryson probably, as far as hitting shots, I would guess is probably down that list, you know, of prep for open championships. So I'm probably very little concerned with him when it comes to that. But I do think there is some, I do think that's part of it. Yeah, I do. I think there is a little bit of that, like with a JT, perhaps maybe even a Dustin Johnson, you know, and those kinds of players, Tiger, I think admitted that at one point. 
but we're two weeks out too. Um, I think Bryson right now, you know, it's, it's, he's as dominant as he is off the tee. It's very underwhelming outside of that with the iron game and the approach mm-hmm. game. And we've seen it better than this. We saw it better than this early in the year in March and particularly at the players in Arnold Palmer. So he's got to get back to that. You know, you just, He's got to get back to at least being a decent iron player, approach wedge player, show some touch, control the distance. Perhaps with the softer conditions here, he's won here. He knows how to attack this course. Um, you know, it just, it's just like, it's going to change at some point, right? It's going to move that way at some point. And I, I just feel like it's been going on a little too long. I just feel like it's coming here. And I wouldn't be a surprise with a dominant win from uh, Deschambeau. All right, let's. Let's move it along here to the 9,000s. And, you know, I'm not going to start every card, as you know, with Bryson. Um, But just as my, you know, my guy here to beat and and handicapping this, this course certainly screams Bryson DeChambeau skill set. 9,800, I think a guy that is going to be certainly played, Joaquin Neiman. Uh, There's Kokrak at 95, Sunjay back at 93, Bubba. Playing some good golf, albeit the last six holes. Where's his head at? 9,200. Matthew Wolf finished second here last year to Bryson. Where's his head at? 9,100. And then Keegan Bradley um, had a nice stretch, but he's missed the last two cuts. He's at 9,000. Take me to a spot there in the nines. Yeah, it's hard for me to get off Kokrak. I really like him, you know, T to green, ball striking, 29th here two years ago, and he lost 3.67. Uh, on the greens lost 5.1 or um, short game around the green plus putting that year and still finished 29th. I think his overall games a lot stronger. We've seen his putting be as probably as good as ever had in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so T to green game, he was fine that week. Missed the cut at the U S open, but I'm not anybody on that week. I'm not really holding that too much against them. Um, outside of that coming in here with some of the best form in the entire tour. So, and that price, you know, right there in the middle, not having to go up too much. Uh, was a little surprised actually seeing Neiman, and I love Neiman. He's one of my favorite players on tour to be higher than than Kokrak. But I like both those guys, but I, I would start it out um, with Kokrak being my favorite in this range um, right out the gate. Yeah, it's certainly, I think it's a good course for them too because, you know, if you had to pick the weakness for Kokrak and Neiman, it would be they can get a little clunky around the green, right? And that in that U.S. Open mentality and having to save those pars are probably uh, perhaps not the best bet when it comes to some of these other players. Uh, but going low, Neiman finished fifth here in 2019. Kokrak played in 19. He was T29. I think Kokrak, yeah, I, I, I certainly think uh, he is the class of this. Neiman, um, last week, I was taking a little deeper dive here um, with Neiman. His splits, you know, with his putter, Best on bent, which we're on this week. Little Poa trivials in there. Uh, he's 36 at the Travelers, 31st at the U.S. Open. And, um, you know, last week I don't think he hit the ball quite as good as we've seen him hit it. So I think between Neiman and Kokrak, I'll probably um, lean with Kokrak. I think it's interesting with Bubba and Wolf. We know Wolf was second here last year. Bubba's playing some great golf. Um, he's he's very confident. He's doing a lot of good things. That are, it's you know, anytime you see something like that, Gup, where a player comes in, they're leading the tournament, and they go five over, six over in five holes, that's nerves. You know, I mean, that's just, that's what that is. I mean, that's nerves. And he hadn't won in three years, hasn't been in that situation in a long time. 
Um, you'd like to see some win equity here for sure at 9,200, but I wouldn't be surprised if I don't think he's going to win this, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and continues, you know, to play well. I probably will come off of him. Um, but with Wolf, he seems to be back. He seems to be a little healthier right now in his state of mind. I think he's an interesting person at 91, Matthew Wolf here, right? And is, can he come in? and recapture that form that we saw last year, finishing second to Bryson. Yeah. He's a guy I like a lot. I think he'll probably very low owned at this price, the second last year. And then the industry terminology of, if you play Bryson, you got to pretty much play Wolf. They always seem to show up in the same place. It's kind of like Palmer and, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Rom, although Palmer to a lesser level, but they do seem to do well at the same courses. And so you'd think if you're talking yourself up on Bryson, you'd want some Wolf. I, I don't I don't know if I want to play if Wolf starts getting steamed up a lot. I don't know if I'll get there, but I like his upside. And I, I think at his price, he's not going to be too high owned. Um, as we get down in this field, the one thing, the only thing negating like a Bryson, you know, people maybe not going there is it, there's some tough builds this week. Like it's a, it's a it's actually a little bit better field than it has been, but it's, it is top heavy. And then you got a lot of, you know, very lesser known or very raw out of uh, college corn fairy, you know, pocket pack and all them we'll get to in a little bit, but the wolf, you know, allows you, you know, if you start two in this range and just forget the 10 K, you know, you go Coke rack wolf or Coke rack Bubba, like you said, that opens up your builds a lot. So I don't mind doing that at all. And, and I think you, talk yourself and eating him and, and Sunjay is the hardest dude to figure out in the world right now. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. tell where his game is at. So I, I prefer taking a chance on someone that I know is more volatile on Wolf, but I, I think his upside is he could win this week and it wouldn't. So I don't think anybody would be shocked if we got to Sunday and Wolf won it. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I think, I think I, I certainly get the, the DeChambeau Wolf package, you know, and they show up. I do think Matthew is, kind of he's a different person right now than he was last year I get the feeling and I don't know this and I know his coach very well George Gankus and we've mm-hmm. texted a little bit but I just get the feeling that Wolf is just in the one step at a time let's get the wheels turning here and let's just kind of get back out and just be a professional golfer again have some happiness and you know so I just I feel like Matthew is a very different player right now I don't think he's the same player as as last year and I'll probably I'll probably come off a of wolf. I'll probably come off of Watson. And I, I've came off some JM like six <laughs> months ago. I can't deal with the guy anymore. Like the dude drives me absolutely nuts. Um, but yeah, I can see myself starting some lineups, certainly leading with Kokrak, throwing Neiman in there and then, mm-hmm. you know, or leading with Kokrak and even just coming down from there and doing some stuff in the eight thousands and things like that and getting more guys in that range. All right. So, your boy here, your, sounds like Kokrak's your guy in the uh, in the nines. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be my favorite, and then, and then you know, two would be Neiman for me as well. Those are those are two favorites for me right yeah, now. I think so for me too. All right, you take Kokrak. I'll 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 give you Joaquin Neiman. There's Bradley. It's gonna be interesting to see where the people are at with him now. You know, nine thousand. We've seen some growth out of him, and the putters has has like this little bitty pulse, and everybody gets excited, right? And it's like, oh my god, right. he was. Point eight in the positive and putting. Here comes Keegan Bradley because we know he can putt or we know he can strike the ball. T45 last year. Yeah, I'll wait. Let's move down here to the uh, to the 8,000s as we continue on here. Rocket Mortgage Classic 8,900. Jason Day finished 72 holes last year. Barely. My goodness. He looks like he's in pain out there playing golf with his back. Charlie Hoffman. 
one of the more consistent and I think better players in this field. Never seems to really get the respect. 8,800. Ricky Fowler missed the cut last year or last week. Bit of a surprise. 8,700. Although he's as he's been starting to kind of show some momentum. Didn't play good at all on Friday. Gary Woodland, 86. Kisner showed some life last week. 85. Max Homa, 84. My boy Higo, 83. Mia Grito, 8,200. Cameron Tringali, 81. Phil Mickelson, 8,000. I mean, in that group, Charlie Hoffman's the best player, isn't he? Yep, is on mine. Um, he probably will be very talked up and, and, and owned to an extent there, but yeah, he's third overall for me in the entire rankings on my initial rankings on the week. Um, I do like Trengali uh, a lot this week. He's done well here, um, very well on bent and, and putted well here. But the best overall, just um, in form and everything coming in, the way he's playing, you know, I think Hoffman, you know, is a legit, you know, he's got someone equity at him at 8,800. And anytime you can get that at the pricing, you know, I have to take it. Um, could be a little high on, but I, I don't think I'll care about that. You know, it'll get spread out some and, and I'll definitely like Tringali. Those are my two two favorite plays out the gate in the AK range. I think Max Homa could be. I think Max Homa could be a sleeper in this group. Um, you know, you look at, um, yeah, I use fantasynational.com and I like to build different models and whatnot and, you know, throw some things around. Certainly looking at guys that can make birdies, eagles, um, that proximity range. You know, there's a lot of things you can do in the program. And at 84, you look at Max Homa, last 36 rounds, getting a little bit of a sample size. He really checks out very well, except for around the green. You know, that's his his strength, but very good elsewhere. Um, yeah, I think Hoffman's the best player in this group, but I'm really, I'm, I'm really liking Max Homa as well. Now, Griot, to me, also checks out pretty good um, in this group. It's just, can you get on the right side of, of Griot, you know, he can be a little bit up and down. It just feels like you can get a 75 and then he turns around, shoots 67 and misses by one or something, you know, and the cut here has been negative four. So you can't, you can't afford those lapses. You know, you've got to keep going each and every week. Um, yeah, I can certainly see Tringali there and Siwoo at 8,000 for some value, but Homa seems to be my guy. When you look at Previous years here, Homa was T42 back in 2019. Kisner, who played very well last week, finished third here. Uh, shorter course. Kisner seems to be in a better state of mind playing courses like TPC River Highlands and places like Detroit. Although it's a little bit longer, I think he knows he can compete here more, say, than a U.S. Open and some of these other uh, bigger ballparks. Uh, Ricky Fowler, T12 last year. Are you, um, do you have any hope for Ricky at this point or, or do you need to see more? No, I do. I have hope. This is actually my favorite range of the week. It's the strongest. I think I've had the eight K's ranked as okay. a cumulative, um, power ranking, uh, maybe all year to date. Um, I have eight guys inside my top 21 rankings right here. Wow. All, all, all 11 are inside my top 50. So I, there, this is where I'll probably, you know, you start getting a strategy talk um, as we get closer to Wednesday night is, you know, definitely 
if I want to pepper this range, who do I want to be light up above so I can fit more of these builds in? And I, I mean, I like all these guys, Hoffman, Trangali, Kim, uh, Homa, like you said, um, Grio, Fowler, Higo, definitely don't mind you. I, I lean more to you and some others on the Euro side. I watch the guys, but I can't, you know, it's hard for me to get them to translate from, from time to time. Sometimes I love them, sometimes uh, not so much, but Dave's probably one that I probably won't play. I just, I just, I'd rather if I was on him for whatever reason, I'd rather go betting wise. Um, the withdrawal with concerns with him, especially when you're playing daily fantasy sports, is is a, it's a serious factor at times. And he didn't look like, you know, all positive coming out of Sunday. Um, you know, so a bad start or something like that, I could see him leaving. And it's just it's hard for me to get on him when he's in that factor, or that that mindset. So I, I like those other guys we mentioned up there. And I, I do think Fowler's. I mean, Bent Green's something he he plays good on. It's you know he's somewhat getting closer. I think the price helps because it may keep some people. If he was like eighty one or seventy nine hundred people, eighty seven people go. Well, I'd just rather play Hoffman. I'd rather play some of these other guys that are coming in. You know, a little bit better form. Homa, like you said, save three hundred bucks. Um, so I, I don't mind Fowler at all. I think he I think he has a game if he gets it going to definitely compete. Yeah, Hoffman's just so good across the board. I mean, his whole game is so good and. You know, I think he could be in the 9,000s with the fact that Keegan Bradley is ahead of Charlie Hoffman makes no sense to me. Like, I just, I don't even understand that. At 9,000 and Hoffman's 88? Like, really? I mean, Hoffman has no weaknesses. I mean, he's really good in that proximity range of, of 125 to 150, 150 to 175. His strokes gain on par fives in this field. Last 36 rounds, he's fourth. So he takes advantage of that. Strokes in ball striking. He's second. He puts for a ton of birdies. He makes a lot of birdies. He makes eagles. <laughs> I mean, it's like the guy is so damn solid. And so for me in the high range, it's no question Hoffman as the pick. Now you start getting into the mid to low. I think this is a good spot for Higo more so this week than last. Um, I was, you know, I'm a, obviously kind of a homer for Higo and have been in uh, he was very good to me at the uh, Palmetto, but I think this is a I think this is a spot. You know, he's he's pretty comfy off the tee, three hundred five. Um, I think he's a, he's a good iron player and he's a good putter. Uh, struggled a little bit around the greens last week. I think this is a better ballpark for him there. But I, I'm with you on the Tringali too. T five, 2019. T 30, 2020. He's had a couple bumps here as of late. Was very consistent early in the year. Perhaps this is a place to get back on track. Um, but it's it's definitely it's definitely Hoffman up top with I would say a little Homa and Higo in the middle sprinkling in a little Tringali. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I agree on the on the Hoffman deal. I, I mentioned you know I like I like um, Tringali, and then I think I'll go. I mean I'll have some Higo. I, I do like him. I think he's a little lower price. Um, than should be, but I get it because there's not a lot of USA data, um, you know, and it matches the betting odds. But I do think I'm gonna I'm gonna have some Fowler this week, and I hope he kind of goes a little bit overlooked at that higher price. Uh, I like Hoffman, Fowler, and Tringali. All right, that's that. Let's move on here. We get into the uh, into the seven thousands, and as we get into the seven thousands here. The way we're gonna do it, I'm gonna just start up top there. Start listing them off, and you tell me when to stop. I'll stop it once in a while here as well. Um, 7,900. Brendan Todd, T57 last year. Crickets. 7,900. Doc Redman. 
Love Doc. You can, you, we can start there. He is a uh, second in 2019 behind Nate. Yeah, and that year, DK wise, he was essentially first in a sense because uh, Lashley wasn't in the field. So um, it was a very good weekend for the Gubs Corner crew there. That was kind of a monumental week to you know and to get on him. And I, I, I write him a lot. I love Doc. Yeah. Um, I'll be. It's sometimes too much. I mean, because he'll go through funks and it's it's ugly. Like his rounds, some I tell people, man, some of his rounds are his roller coaster rounds are crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of birdies and bogeys. Um, it seems like this place. So I mean, two years, like you said, a second then a twenty first. Um, putts well here. That's always been like his. You know, when he has a bad round or a bad week, it's generally not tee to green. I mean, he's pretty consistent tee to green. And at this price, I definitely will take a chance on that. You know, and he makes birdies like crazy. Cam Davis and him are two that remind me of each other. They make a lot of birdies or eagles that mm-hmm. certainly you know take chances there. And, and he's going to give himself looks. Um, so I like him a lot this week. I like him in the betting market. I've seen anywhere fifty to sixty to one. I think that's a good number. Um, he's second at Palmato to uh, your boy that week. I had him that week, so I, I you know, I glad to have. I saw you had a Higo, so I was glad to see you lose one. And even though we had to take a second place, but um, playing some pretty good golf right now. Yeah, you know, he, he went through a funk a few months ago, and now he seems to be coming back around and playing good golf. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, irons check. Putter's been good. We're looking at six consecutive weeks strokes gained putting in the positive, and it's trending up. His putter, he's definitely on some nice confidence there. He's hitting the ball good with the approach. He he can get a little clunky off the tee um, and lose some strokes there. But yeah, I'm with you. I I, I definitely have Doc circled. Um, yeah, he was T21. That's right, T21 in 2020, and then second in 19. So he he certainly likes his place. Harold Varner seems to check out pretty good on a lot of boards here. 7800 uh, T30. Yeah, he's definitely. Year. He's a guy for me. Gup. Yeah, I kind of just decided to stay away from him as well. You a Varner guy? Yeah, I mean. I, I, it always, I mean, without, I mean, 90% of his stuff comes down to can he, can he putt? I mean, it's just this kryptonite and it worries you in an event like this where, you know, you got to make birdies. Um, now he's a lot of times going to have a lot of those scoring opportunities inside 18 feet and 12 feet more than others. I mean, any kind of T to green statistical model, uh, whether you're using fantasy national moose is a good friend of mine and love him or using our, our mm-hmm. PGA research center. We have, he's always going to seem to pop up in that top 10 or 15 when you're eliminating the, the putting stats, uh, to look at that deal. So it can never talk me off of him. Um, I do like it where he doesn't have to go out there and shoot three to four or five under every single week. Uh, I mean, every single round. So I, it gets me a little bit worrisome off of him. There's a couple other guys I like. Um, I, I'm indifferent on him. I'm not a full off of him and I'm not full on him yet. Yeah. he. Well, I just usually move on past Lucas Glover, T21. Lucas had a little stretch there early in the year. Um, seemed like things were coming together. I feel like Lucas is kind of going the other way a little bit right now. Snedeker is always a tough one to wrap your arms around 77. He was T5 here in 2019. Maverick, hmm. these next two guys, next two I like, McNeely um, and Straka. I, I think these are two guys at 77 that I'll be playing. McNeely played here last year, T8. Straka has two starts here at Detroit, and he's finished in the top 11 both times. So Sepp um, likes this place, and at seventy-seven, he'll be he'll be he'll be filling in some of my rosters for sure. As will 
the Stanford Cardinal Maverick McNeely. What do you think? Uh, definitely love Step. Um, Step. He was on my little mini list here to to mention for sure. Um, could see him get talked up a little bit this week, but mm-hmm. um, I, I don't. I don't mind that. I, I like him a lot. Like you said, good history here so far, two years. Um, you know, you got him and a doc in your lineup at, op- you know, your next four spots open up a lot of salary. So I don't mind that at all. Mav, I, I, I struggle with him. I never seem to get him. It's so mm-hmm. much. I mean, last year he gained 6.5 um, on the, on the greens and 1.8 around the greens. So his TD green game was almost just even. Um, so a lot of short game last year. So I kind of, I downgraded that a little bit, but you know, I'm not always off of that because he has been playing decent 30th last week at the travelers. Uh, I just feel like sometimes if he's a guy that's especially somewhat talked up if I'm picking and choosing and, and it's a strong short game that's carried him. Uh, sometimes yep. I, I move off that, but I don't hate it, but I definitely love Straka this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's well put. I, I think Straka is definitely the guy of those two. Reavy at 76. I don't think this rain's going to help Reavy. No, you know, as far as uh, what he wants to see uh, in this golf course, Norin 76 uh, missed the cut last year. Stanley missed the cut last year. T21 in uh, 2019. There's Kramer Hickok, 7,600 missed the cut both years, you know, had his, had his chance to get that win. And man, he threw everything at Harris should have won. I can't believe those two, one of those two putts didn't fall. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. In the playoff, I mean, it was like there was a lid on the hole. Uh, Lanto's kind of cooled off um, a little from what we've seen after when the Houston he was climbing. He seems to be Rapsodo Mobile Launch Monitor. Improve your golf swing today. Pro level launch data in the palm of your hand. It is very accurate. Within two percent of a $20,000 unit. The Rapsodo MLM app automatically tracks stats and stores video with Shot Tracer, helpful for club gapping and understanding true distances for each club. Rapsodo MLM provides immediate feedback, data, and creates a better practice environment, not mindlessly hitting balls. Extremely portable. Case is about the size of a rangefinder. And you know what? You can use it both indoors and outdoors. I love this launch monitor. It's the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. Check it out at rapsodo.com. R-A-P-S-O-D-O.com. Rapsodo.com. You know, I don't know. Is the firepower there at 7,500? Finished 21st last year. I think Hadwin and Armour will get some play, right? At 75, they both finished fourth last year. Right? Armour seems to do very well. Um, you know, you start running the splits of uh, Donald Ross designs. He, he, he seems to fare very well at these kinds of venues that uh, Mr. Ross has put together. Yeah. And he doesn't mind, you know, being able to go low, even though he's not, you know, he's one of those names that always seems to sneak up there. Even when we're projecting, you know, a bomber off the T type deal, you know, he seems to get there, you know, cause he does everything else so well. And he's not, you know, horrible off the tee by any means, but um, he's a guy that can always sneak up there. And, you know, and it, it, when you're in this price range, you're, you know, we're not talking about uh, you have to win to return value. So it's a little bit different because you know, we've had guys here that have finished top five. Yep. Uh, Wes Roach had one, like you said, armor that aren't just, you know, Potter. He's not, you know, long off the tee by any means. Um, Brian Stewart. So these kind of guys that could give us top 10 type equity, um, you know, they may do other things so well that, 
that you, you go after him. I, I like armor. Um, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely will have some of him. Um, had one I didn't have as, as high up there, but, um, but still very solid play in my, in my ranking. So I, I don't mind him as either, especially some of the other guys I'm with you on Reeve and that those guys don't pop for me at all. Glanto. I don't have, I don't have Lanto at all. You know, armor seems to, um, you know, he's, he's going to hold his own when it comes to his putter for sure. Um, his opportunities, you know, he's going to be looking for a lot of birdies. He's a guy that uh, I think kind of checks the boxes in the approach game um, when it comes to that 125 to 150, 150, 175, which I think we'll see a lot of. Uh, he kind of holds his own with the eagle percentage. So, yeah, I mean, Armour, and again, I think he likes this venue a lot. He likes Donald Ross. He, if he If he doesn't, he should know that he – plays those courses extremely well um yeah I, I think i like a little bit of armor in there perez 75 will it 74 he played good here last year i don't know evr 74 never get him right i never Chris get Kurt, 74 he's his stock's kind of chilled out hadn't a little bit chris kirk gonna go low win no i got i just got others right around there that i like so much more because Zyre has played good here at 74. Missed, missed the cut twice. Matt yeah, Jones is, has missed the cut twice at 7,300. Which was surprising on Kazire because he's such a good putter. Um, yeah. In lost putting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lost putting in 2020. Um, I don't think many of you know, the course history guys will certainly see that. But, you know, he's he's at least on my radar right now. But Kazire. Um, yeah, Kazire a little bit. I mean, he's playing good. Um, and we know the putter can get hot, even though, you know, maybe not as much on bent. But he still has a good good splits on bent, just not as much. Um, but I just worry about his form. He's missed a cut. Three, last three tournaments, three straight missed cuts. So I kind of put him to the side for now to, to wonder where he's at there. Luke List, he's got the power, T21. Uh, Munoz, you know, he'll pop once in a while, 73. I like this next guy. I like Hubbard at 73. I think Hubbard will get will get some play for sure. He finished 12th here last year, as did Todd Tom Lewis, who's right under him at 72. Hubbard, you know, he'll give you the putter. And again, he'll give you that proximity um, with those wedges and nines. Make some eagles. Um, yeah, know, Lewis. Man, you know, he, he's, I, I could see I could see Hubbard repeating here and get inside the top 20 as well. Yeah, Lewis was on my um, short list as well. He's twelve, you know, like you said, twelfth with Hubbard here last year, twenty uh, fourth on my statistical model on the week, forty uh, seventh last week. So a little bit, you know, of decent playing there. Missed cut of Helmato, but um, I think Hubbard will get. He, he's a name that can get talked up pretty. Like I can see Tom Lewis being way less talked about mm-hmm. than Hubbard. So I, if they're t- pretty close for me on those two, uh, but I like Hubbard's form coming in. You mentioned yeah. it, you know, at 42nd, a 57th, a 13th, none of those pop, but $7,300 guy, three straight made cuts, a top 12 here last year. I think, you know, you got to, you know, think about that. Yeah. I'm looking a little closer here at Lewis. I, I, it, I think they're, which way you could go there. I could be talked into either one of those. I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be bringing both of them into play Lewis and Hubbard. Lewis, very good in that proximity. Wedges, nines. Um, probably going to give you a little bit more off the tee as well is is Lewis. Sneaky off the tee. Like he, I yeah. don't top top 10% of the field yeah. <laughs> you know, off the tee, which didn't scream that when I think yeah. of him, but yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think I, yeah, Lewis is one that, that definitely deserves a look. Hubbard and Lewis, 73, 72. Davis, 72. Always like some Davis on. Love Davis. Tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, well, and I'll, I'll play him a lot. Year. And I'll play him, I'll play him a lot in showdown <laughs> a lot more than I do full at times because he can score. Mm-hmm. You can have six birdies and, you know, two doubles in showdown. You know, the daily deal is a lot more advantageous to that scoring. So I like him there. Um, you know, full long, definitely can be a little cautious with him. Um, he's kind of like Varner in a way on, on stats. He's always up there in that top 10 or 20 when you're looking at everything but the green. And, and then it comes down to Kenny Putt. You know, is it going to be a good week putting for him and, and hasn't had that so far the last two years here? Kinsey Hughes in the field, T21 in 2019. Lebiota keep it going. Missed a cut the last two years. We saw him T five right last week, and you were on. He was uh, yeah, had him. He was my um, one of my favorite very or six K plays of the whole week. R- released him, and I had him at two hundred to one and thirty to one top five. So that mm. was a good kind of helped the betting week for sure. Uh, looked good, and then he, I, you know, he shot five under on the front. I think yesterday, and then immediately went like bogey, bogey, or bogey double, and kind of. Thought the you know wind was out of the cell, but then finished back again strong. I think two birdies coming in to get to ten under. Um, at the time, I didn't think that was even going to be remotely close, just based on how everybody was playing. But it seemed like everybody hit a wall there in the afternoon. And mm-hmm. uh, like you mentioned, an English English uh, gets in on the thirteen, and then um, Hickok ties him. But no, he looked great. He's playing great. He may, he is a guy that can make birdies and get on a roll. Yeah. And not much of a price bump this week. I like him. There's several guys you're about to get to that, that I like. That's why I hadn't said a lot up above so far. A, I'm saving, and I, all these guys are coin flip to me. Uh, so I, I'll take some more Hank to, again this week. Yeah, me too. I, he, he was certainly – he was a guy that we talked about last week um, a lot with Kenny and finished fifth. And then I, I think I think he'll – I think he's going to continue to go. Or even though he's missed the cut the last two weeks, I think we're seeing the best version of Hank – Lebiota right now putting good uh, approach game's been solid you know can he maybe do a little bit more off the tee perhaps um, he gives it in the short game yeah I like I putting. like Lebiota here and Russell I feel like Russell was coming a little bit there and now I feel like he's kind of kind of falling back there at 72 Stallings 71 Charles Howell the third 71 I like Charles this week. Okay. He's one that I have um feel like his game, I know it's here to say improving at, at his age and what he's doing, but you know, he's he's shown some positives over the last two months. Um a thirty fifth here two years ago. Um, at his price, you know, he's just a, I, I know you don't see him a lot as like a birdie machine, but, um, you know, he's third off the tee in, in, in my model this week, 23rd and par five scoring. So some of these things I'm looking at, you know, I, he's not horrible at that price. If he makes a cut and potentially has that top 20 upside, I, I don't mind taking a peek at him. It's funny. It's just, it's always funny with Charles Howe, like in my industry, you know, with instruction and whatnot, everybody just drools over it, oh, swing, you know, and this and that. He hits a lot of the cool knockdown shots. And and his approach game is like not even it's not that great. I mean, like right. he's not a he's not a good iron player a PGA tour standard by any stretch. You know, he's off the tee, yes, but I mean he's lost strokes strokes and approach the last five weeks in with his iron game and his wedges and like negative four, negative three. It's like doesn't add up when you when you when you watch him swing the club. He's like one of those guys that you walk by and you're like, man, I got to stop and watch this for a second, you know. 
And, um, but yet interesting here, I think, um, could he, uh, 7,100, like you said, T35 back in 19 Putnam, Putnam made a run last week, showed up there late 7,100 missed the cut as did KH Lee Yeah, <laughs> made a run last week at 7,100 and Troy Merritt was up there at 7,100. He finished eighth here last year, and Troy Merritt seems to be showing up everywhere. I mean, Troy Merritt's playing some good golf. The Boise State Bronco, you want any, you want any part of him? Yeah, he was, he's kind of right. Him and Lewis are right there together um, on, on my list. I, I don't okay. mind him. Three straight made cuts for him as well. Um, top 10, 15% in the field on bent, you know, in the way that I pull it. So I, I have no issues with him at all. I, I expect him to kind of get talked up a little bit, but these kind of guys are going to get so spread out. I'm not too worried about the ownership yeah. when it comes down to there. Uh, you know, I like the form coming in. So, you know, and that he's played here, done, had, I know he missed a cut two years ago, but coming back with an eighth, I like him. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I do too. I like Merritt. I, I think um, he's playing good golf right now. Troy Merritt is coming in here. He likes his place. I think Troy Merritt definitely going to be played at 71. Bo Hostler actually showed some sight, showed some life last week at 7,000 as we're getting closer here. He's missed the cut the last two weeks. Um, I don't think Gim can make enough putts, can he, at 7,000? <laughs> but I'm telling you, yep, I'm telling you, because I love me some Doug Gim too, is that he's got his new putting coach, um, who had on the podcast a few weeks ago. I don't know if you listened to it. it was yeah, no, I, was say, I remember you talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it was just like the guy was so good. I don't know him that well, but he was, he, he was just terrific coming out of Torrey Pines and telling stories about Phil and, you know, Xander's putting and the whole, the whole bit. And then he told me right at the end, he just slipped it in. He's like, Hey, I'm working with Gim now too. I'm like, huh? You're working with Gim on his putting. <laughs> right. This is awesome. Right. Gim's coming. So I played Gim a little bit, um, last week but i hopefully hopefully we're gonna see some of the putter turning around because we know he can hit it uh garnett uh, has had you know he gosh he was like the up and down king late sunday he was getting making crazy pars down the stretch i garnett can he he'll get a little he'll get a little action here at seven thousand won't he yes oh uh, yep yep he, he's yeah. i'll have some of him for sure yeah. Yeah, Garnett's going to get some play. Strong on the putter, and, and that sometimes can get people off of him. But he, he's still playing, you know, good tee to green. He, he, it was a heavy putter last week, but um, even going back over the last twenty four rounds, like he, you know, at seven thousand, he's definitely playing enough. And, and sometimes you just ride that heater. Like he's got, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. he's got good mentality coming in. Um, you know, make a little run for him, especially those kind of guys are grinding on that FedEx. You know, they want to get inside and get as high up on that one twenty five as they can get. Um, you know, and these this is a good tournament to do that at. Does Damon interest you at all? Seven thousand, Joel. <laughs> you know, he does a little bit. Um, he's for me. I like him a lot. I, I've supported his cause. Um, mm-hmm. Him beating cancer and all that. Um, I, he's a hard guy for me to figure out. Like I yeah, feel like I, I hit him on the outright at um, was a Putacana. Yeah, Putacana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, you know, and he didn't have no form coming into there. That was just more sure. of a. I looked at the field and I was just kind of like, I mean, he, you know, he should be able to play pretty well. So the pricing at seven thousand even and even had me like, well, he had thirty second at Memorial, hasn't really played, um, which was surprising. I didn't know why. He's one of those I'd make a note on. Like, I get he probably didn't qualify for the U.S. Open, but he didn't play Palmetto or Travelers. Was a little 
you know, maybe it's just this break for him. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't hate him in general at all. You know, especially at that price because he's a guy that can show up and be top thirty for sure and contending. Um, so I, I don't mind him at all. I like Joel this week at seven thousand. Joel can go low. He can make a lot of birdies. You know, he he's a guy that'll he'll fill it up. Like he's he makes one, he can make six kind of thing. He he's continuously on my first round leader card, especially if he goes off early in the mornings. Because, like you said, yeah, he can get out to six, seven under and hurry. Um, I like Joel a lot this week. Um, In fact, I might play golf with him here in a couple weeks. We're heading back up there. Where I went to college is where he grew up. So he was when I was there. He was you know like a two year old, (laughs) right? Um, we know each other and his one, his caddy is his good friend. One of his best friends back home is one of my really good friends. So we're going to be up there and I'm going to probably take a trip down there. And if he's in town, we're going to, we're going to tee it up. So that'll be fun. But yeah, I like Joel this week at 7,000 Cabrera Bello is at seven. Brian Stewart's at seven. Stewart's played good here. Two top thirties, including a top five. Um, you know, yeah. gosh, there's Lashley right under him as we get to the six thousands. <laughs> but um, I, I think of I think of Damon Bellow Stewart. I think I think Damon and even Garnett there in the sevens are probably my two. Yeah, I would say those two for sure. And I, but I do like Stewart. He'd be number three. I I, I don't mind playing him here and Stewart. Yeah, so, yeah, especially with the you know history. Um, so I don't I don't mind that at all. Thirtieth last week at the Travelers. So. A lot of these guys I do like, and if you're if you are going heavy, Bryson or even you know you're going to be having to get down here and pick out some of these seven seventy. Notice I've said I've liked a lot of these guys. <laughs> yeah, so because you can see that they'll be the the Damons of the world, the Garnets of the world, the Troy Merritt. Uh, I'm going to need those guys, right? I'm going to yeah. I'm going to I'm going to need those guys with the the Bryson heavy lineups for sure. Let me ask this: I've got I'm looking at some of the models that I've put together here. Um, do you like that proximity range, 125 to 150, 150 to 175? I and mean, it seems like we're going to be seeing a, a pretty good chunk of that this week. Yeah, I I guess the one thing that I'll, when I do, I normally just bring in a, 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 on a week like this, the general approach proximity type stuff mm-hmm. until I listen a little bit because, you know, you can look at the historic ones, but if it, if this is playing way not as much rollout or it's going to be super sloppy. Mm-hmm. I, the best I can do, I don't have as many contacts as you is a few caddies. I've gotten to know, I actually know Joel's as well, a little bit, met him at, at a couple of the tournaments. Um, besides that, you know, listening to the pressers to hear, yeah, it's just not rolling out like it has last two years. It's going to have a little bit longer, you know, that kind of stuff to yep. differentiate yourself. If you think most people are going to be just looking at historical data, maybe they're like, well, it's going to be 25 yards longer or a club and a half longer. Uh, but doing two ranges is like you said, 125 to 175 and breaking them out, I think is perfectly fine um, mm-hmm. this week. It, I don't think it's going to be too hard, but I, you know, that's one thing I'll do Monday night, tonight and tomorrow is look at w- what was the course set up like um, in my notes from the last two years, firm and fast, hot, whatever. And if it was, mm-hmm. and this is completely different, then there it's some anecdotal stuff there, but um, it, it could be a little bit different playing course this week. Certainly got to look at birdies, right? I mean, that's got to oh, be yeah. in there. Who's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, who's the guy that's going to be making birdies, even a little bit of some Eagles. Um, I think it's worth taking a look at. But it's, you know, putting is so hard, right? Like you can, you know, you can have a guy that struggles putting, but then just breaks out and careers it, right? That week. And sometimes you're trying to, you're hoping for that. And then sometimes you're kind of banking on just the consistency of the putter. 
but nonetheless, the one thing that has played out here in the last two years is big putting weeks for both Bryson and Nate. Now, Bryson overpowered it off the tee and Nate did it a little more with the approach, but they both had huge putting weeks. So we know that the plus six, seven, eight, whatever, maybe nine, like Lashley did it when he ran away with it, um, is going to be needed, but it certainly feels like it's leaning more towards some distance here. Um, especially with the wet conditions as we're seeing in Detroit. All right, let's finish it up. Six thousands. I need, I'm going to have to have a guy or two here. Let's give them each two picks. You go first. Give me one there in the six. My first one in favorite one right now is Adam Shank. I came $6,500 fifth in my statistical model, a 30th and a 42nd here, which, you know, for his price, that's great. Make the cut and and, and get me, you know, value at the $6,500 mark. Um, a 68th out of Palmato, which isn't great, but uh, still another made cut. A miscut last week, but wasn't horrible all the way across the board. Um, and the things I'm looking at, he, he, he rates out well. He's top 25 or better in four of my six major stats I'm looking at. So I feel like it's a great value this week, and, and I like Shank a lot this week. Yeah, Shank, um, he's a guy circled on my list as well. Are we back on this? Are we back on this Norlander? Like, is he all? Is he coming back now and playing some good golf? Or are we? He, he was one of my. I picked four because in case we had some crossover, and he's one of the <laughs> one of the four I did have on the list. Like, like man, Norlander's a trip. Um, he's at sixty eight hundred. I'll give you Norlander at. He finished 12th here last year. I mean, he just was a wreck in March and April. Oh, yeah. Uh, into May. I mean, God, he's just awful. I mean, awful golf. And then, all right, 50 at the Schwab, 25th at Palmetto, makes the cut at the Travelers, 60. All right. So the approach game starting to perk back up a little bit. Hasn't done much with the putter. Um. You know, we see, I'm just looking here, you know, couple, but, you know, Norlander's a guy as you go back, like all of a sudden plus eight putting at Memorial, plus seven putting at Sanderson Farms. Plus, you know, that's like he, he throws that in. He throws that in with with that ball striking and off we go. Now we need him to make the cut. I, I'll, I'll give you Norlander at 68. I, I, I think I feel good with that, with this field and this golf course. I'll give all up right. even a little bit of the splits on bent. Not the best. But I think he's definitely going the right way. I think he at least makes a cut. He was tremendous with his irons here back, you know, in 2020 last mm-hmm. year. He, you know, gained, what, 8.3 approach. You know, so he lost 4.5 uh, short game. So, it, you know, definitely – and we know a short game can get hot. So that blend of does it all come together in one week. That When you're down this pricing, you're never going to see a guy that looks awesome or he wouldn't be down there at 16. <laughs> right. So you got to pick and choose your battles. And so I, I don't mind that play at all. Who else you got? Danny Lee. I, I always keep right. going back to him, and I'm thinking one week he's finally going to put it all together. He did well Paul Motto for me, 19th. Um, but he, very risky. He, he can miss the cut very easy, or he can be right there in contention. A 21st here um, two years ago in 2019 while missing, uh, losing four strokes combined around the green and putting. That's kind of his weakness um, at times. Tita Green was, was great that week. Um, you know, and he, even though when you go back and look at the cuts that he's missed, he's been right there at times. It's not like he's, you know, playing horrendous. Um, 
he may miss it by on the number or one or two. And that, that stuff does matter to me. I think it's a bigger difference. And I missed it by, especially if, you know, you'll look back at a Palmato or something like that. And, you know, the cut was, or Byron Nelson in Texas cut, cut was minus six. You know, if a guy shot five under through two days, that's not horrible golf. It was just a tough mm-hmm. cut to make. So I like his overall game. Um, you know, I know if you guys that know him down in DFW, that's where he hangs out. Six, 700. He's, he's a guy that I just like his upside. So he's my second pick of this range is Danny Lee. Some other names for people to look at. I'm just kind of going through the finishes here. Hagee was 60, 6,200. We know he's got length. He's T39. Austin Cook, T39. Ventura, Christopher Ventura, Oklahoma State kid. He was T21 here mm-hmm. um, last year. I think I think Ventura is an interesting name. I think Ted Potter Jr. is an interesting name. It's kind of just screams Ted Potter Jr., this golf course. He was T5 back in 2019. He can get it going. He's streaky. Um, as we uh, work up here, Tyler Duncan, I think is interesting, 6,400, but I think I'll give you JJ. I'll, I'll give you JB Holmes. Um, and JB Holmes, 65, like JB Holmes guy that's won multiple times on the PGA tour. Um, I think JB starting to show a little bit of sign here. I, I think, you know, we know he's got some length. I think his putter's starting to heat up a little bit. I need him to make the cut, make some noise. I'll give it JB at sixty five hundred. Yeah, I don't. I didn't expect you to say his name. Um, certainly, a, a catch off guard deal, but I, I definitely don't hate. We know when he gets hot. I mean, yeah, he, he can get. This also isn't a week. My kind of my final in this range. And the, the way this field strength is, which is one of the weaker, quote unquote, weaker. These are all still pros, though. I, I sometimes don't like that word, but that you'll have. This isn't a bad week. And I, this is what I did two years ago with Doc. Um, very much unknown at a Clemson. You know, you got David Tom, Davis Thompson, John Pack, and Eckrod at Oklahoma State. All three of those guys could show up and play well. And I'm talking a very small MME type flyer play. Is it a bad week to take those unknowns that no. the majority of people, you know, non-industry that they're, they're not even know who those guys are and they're not going to show up on much because they just all came out of college. So those are three that, you know, some sprinkles of, I definitely don't hate. Yeah. I sprinkled Ekro last week. I talked him up. I, I on the other show, I, you know, I, I thought Ekro would make the cut. And he's another he's another one you know on my list. I'll definitely sprinkle him in, knowing him and his game. Um, uh, that a, yeah, yes. You know, can he kid. go out here and go low? We'll see. Yep. Um, you know, so I think that's he made the cut last week. So, I mean, at, at his price last week, that was that's great. Top forty seven. I mean, that, that yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, I played. I taught. Yeah, I was I was on um, Ekro last week, and um, you know, he's he's a you know we'll see. Well, this this well, this will be. Uh, it's a different kind of golf course this week. If he can go out there and, you know, sure. six, seven low kind of thing. Uh, I, I definitely like him more last week than I did this week. And gosh, you know, you look at how far Cameron champ has fallen. He's oh. 6,700. I mean, he finished 12th here last year. I mean, champ's game is, is a bit of a mess. I don't think I can, I mean, I know he got the upside. I don't, I don't think I can, I can do that. Um, you know, and I think Vaughn Taylor is probably my other one at 66. I, I would – feels like a, a Vaughn Taylor kind of place to me. He would probably be my other one that that I would sprinkle in there. I think JB, yeah, he's he's he can get it going. I, I think his putter's starting to heat up here a little bit. He's streaky. Um, he hasn't been driving the ball as well. 
So let, let's let's get a little bit more out of the driver. He's long. It's gonna be wet. Let's keep the putter going. Get some get that birdie run going and make the cut. All right, there you have it. Rocket Mortgage. I gotta tell you, man, this show we've been on it and good picks, breaking it down, filtering through who we like, who we don't like. Hopefully, uh, you're making some money out there. That's the Gup. Gup, tell them where they can find you in your uh, podcast, which is great. Yeah, gupscorner.com or uh, just Gup's Corner Podcast Network. All of our shows are on there. Uh, football will be right around the corner. Uh, we have college football, NFL covered as well. Um, so that'll be exciting once we get to the fall. But definitely, yeah, I do at least three shows a week, um, podcasts as well for PGA. So, yeah, come check us out anytime. All right, buddy. You're the best. There we go. Rocket Mortgage. Best of luck. We'll, uh, we'll do it again soon. All right, I appreciate it. All right, man. I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show.